Welcome to the Shift Happens podcast, where we explore the latest trends and insights in the digital workplace. From the role of AI in the workplace to the future of remote work, we cover it all. Tune in as we chat with industry leaders and experts. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started in the digital landscape, we've got you covered. Subscribe to Shift Happens wherever you listen to podcasts and stay ahead of the curve. We've started working with security and got a dedicated person also into our team, uh, as well as for networking. Because having them with, with you from the start makes it so much easier to scale faster. Welcome to another episode of the Shift Happens podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Raymond Sai, Modern Workplace Professional, Microsoft MVP, and Regional Director. Boy, I'm so excited today to be joined by my good friend, Jacob Knudsen, Lead Cloud Architect with the retail giant H&M, where I shop a lot. Uh, Jacob, thanks for sitting down with me today. Thank you, Dex. It's a pleasure to be here. I saw you twice in the past couple of weeks, and it looks like you're a busy guy. Yeah, well, trying to keep uh, busy uh, promoting what we do at H&M since we need to be out there to attract new talent and all the cool stuff that we're doing in tech. So, yeah, we're out there on the events trying to uh, talk about the cool stuff that we are doing. Talk about cool. Uh, I've I've been watching the news lately on all the great innovations that uh, H&M has been doing, not only from a retail front, but certainly from a technical front as well. So so maybe let's start with your journey. Uh, You've been working with Microsoft Technologies for over 19 years. How did you get started and uh, what got got you into Azure? Basically, there are these big shifts within IT and um, one being first virtualization. And then the other sort of big shift that happened to me was when Microsoft started what was to become Office 365. So that managed mailbox services. And when you saw what that gives you, the managed service, that you don't have to spend uh, hours of time uh, administrating your exchange and uh, focus on other uh, IT problems that you might have, that was sort of the start of the transition. And quickly after that, they launched the first iteration of, of what would become Azure. So, so wait, Jacob, you're telling me you don't miss patching servers every other Tuesday? <laughs> Not that much, actually. <laughs> so were you from a background of an IT pro or a dev um, before the cloud came into uh, fashion? So my background is actually more from an IT pro infrastructure perspective, but always had an um, interest in automation, trying to... Uh, mm. Yeah, solve problems more efficiently and repeatedly. Got it, got it. So so when you talked about the shift in this transition, right, uh, certainly we don't have to preach to the choir and, and, and talk about how great the cloud is. Uh, so when you saw the first iteration of Azure, was this something that was told that you have to do or did you have to build a business case to get executive buy-in so your organization would take it on? Uh, how did all this transpire and how did you build your case? So at that time, uh, I wasn't employed by H&M, um, but on a consultancy firm. And yeah, we made a prediction that this is something that we need to focus on to be 
relevant to our customers in the future. So of course we took the step to try and deep dive in it. So as you did, right? So certainly you're reaping the benefits of that today. One of the things we find, especially when I meet with customers around the world is a lot of them realize the value of the cloud, the value of Azure, but then there's this challenge of moving, right? One of the hardest things to move to the cloud is a lot of companies have already made significant investments uh, with their servers and data centers and on-premises applications. So, so how did you handle this transition or how did you think through, okay, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three. If, if you would walk uh, the audience through that, I think that would benefit a lot of folks. Yeah, so basically um, at H&M and also uh, going back to your previous question, um, we had the top management with us. Actually, our um, CEO, Kaljuan Passion, he established some a program called Tech Foundation because traditionally IT has been focusing a lot on stability, keeping lights on as we have been growing. And, and this is not specific to H&M, but enterprises in general. And that has made us really slow. So in this Tech Foundation program, um, cloud and technology that brings more speed and innovation became one of the key development areas. So we had a top-down sort of, this is areas we need to uh, explore and enable to be faster and create more uh, value to our customers in a faster way. Um, and I would also like to say that we have a great enterprise architecture so that outlines strategy and vision and mission so that it's become easy to actually execute on. And as you took that roadmap and start executing, right? So can you share some examples? What are the first workloads you start moving to Azure? Yeah, so if we look at, we started with sort of greenfielding, so new initiatives um, moving. And so when, when, when there were new initiatives launching or uh, complete rebuilds, so they had to move into the cloud and we started learning and capturing uh, knowledge from those moves. Uh, but it was primarily online related business or from our buying and production uh, so very um, customer, uh, close to the customer, uh, the applications and, and yeah, workloads. Got it. And, and as you got started with that, right, especially when this was new, I, I, you know, I'm imagining for a dev, I, a long time ago as a developer, but uh, this is totally new. Obviously, I could still develop the way I have, but the cloud, there are a lot of new services, a lot of new uh, capabilities that never existed and couldn't exist on premises. How how did you skill skill up a lot of the developers and how fast were they able to ramp up? Yes, yeah, so there's um, been different initiatives in this um, area and and we're still working on it because our IT division is over four thousand people. So, but it started with yeah, basic training and then more role specific trainings. And also just start working, trying to discover the services, what they are about, and learning as you go. And that's yeah, one of, one of the things that I really want to emphasize on, that you, you can read as much documentation as you want, but it, it's not till you actually start using the services that you find these little caveats and what they're about and the perfect fit for you. So, Are there any specific applications that you can talk about and share 
that's built in the cloud, born in the cloud, and uh, helping H&M today? Yeah, so H&M consists of um, many different brands. This might be uh, news to some people, but we have a, a lot of different uh, brands. So except from the H&M group, um, we have a new brand called Afound. That's sort of an off-price off brand. So they integrate like a platform with other vendors. So we're not exclusively selling H&M brands, but uh, yeah, other brands as well. And that was totally born in the cloud and uh, actually like more like a shadow IT. Uh, so they concluded that traditional H&M were moving too slow. And to get this, uh, realize this business idea and capture the actual value, they needed to start in the cloud. What was the... Uh, origin of this shadow IT? Was it IT folks doing it or they hired some consultant or just people knowing, playing with Azure, they start building on this? I think it's, um, it of course come from uh, realizing a business need or business, business value. Um, but if we look at now, so I'm architect with our central uh, or center for enablement, as we call it. You can say center of excellence as well. But it starts with a few individuals that are really curious with learning new stuff um, within your organization. So they start sort of a parallel uh, um, team that's then become bigger and bigger. And then you take the rest of the organization and shift them in that direction. So it comes both with technology and more agile ways of working. You hit on another important point, right? Earlier you talked about, look, the key to success as you get started with the cloud is you just have to do it. You have to try it. You have to take advantage of it, right? And it's okay if it doesn't work, you can keep doing it. But then at the same time, you also have to find those people who are innately curious who wants to learn, who's agile, who wants to try it out and, and not, you know, suffer from analysis paralysis that would take three years to deploy something, right? I think those two combinations work really well uh, in this age of the cloud. Yeah, exactly. And key success factor in, in um, setting up our center for enablement is that we've started working with security and got a dedicated person also into our team, uh, as well as for networking. Because having them wind with you from the start makes it so much easier to scale faster and actually uh, remove those uh, hinders from when, you, when you're comparing security in the cloud from on-prem. And so... Yeah, that has been really successful for us. So sounds like with this model that you put together, right, with this uh, center of excellence or center of enablement, sounds like this is crucial to help drive adoption of the platform. Yeah, execute on the cloud strategy, drive adoption, and uh, also focus on improving the developer experience. So automating that those tasks that a lot of teams are needing so when it comes to authentication certificates um, those sort of basic tasks that every team needs automate that into uh, tasks that you can drag into your pipeline but also start building a community and exchange information and um, create that sort of gathering where everyone can feel included and um, present success stories and learnings and 
and, and I think this this area where you just described, right? Obviously, there's the automation, there's the technical piece, there's the build piece, but then there's the cultural piece as well. Uh, frankly, I, I don't think a lot of people realize, but this is at the heart of DevOps, right? Because DevOps it's, isn't just a technical uh, practice, but a cultural one too. So it is. Yeah. Would you mind kind of talking through, at least in this new day and age of the cloud and, and with your team, how do you think about DevOps and how did you put this uh, method and approach and practice in place in your organization? Yeah, so, um, yeah, going back, it's uh, regaining that speed and actually taking the decision-making to the back to the team because we're going through uh, um, reorganization now to a more... Uh, to a new organization model where we're merging our business with our IT. So we, we call it business tech, <clears throat> making sure that it's easy for the teams to make the decisions and um, within the space that they are uh, working in. So establishing product teams, getting them autonomous and yeah, making it harder to be a manager because that's a more complex role and make sure that the teams actually can execute on the, on the tasks and sort of mission that they have to make their product or service or um, as great as possible. And how did the team uh, take on this change or this, this new approach? And, and how do you measure the effectiveness of this approach? Well, I think um, you have these early adopters and uh, uh, that are very keen to uh, try things out and learn, as you were uh, mentioned before. Uh, and then there's this persons that you need to maybe convince a little bit more, but when they get more information, they're willing to try it out. And you know, so there's these categories of, of, uh, uh, of people that you um, need to convince. So why are we doing this? What brings the value? What's in it for me? So that they get, it needs to be more personal. And of course, training um, in more yeah, sort of lean and agile way of working and thinking um, and yeah, focusing on value. It, it sounds like it's because of this that helped you and your team scale from zero to 100, over 100 DevOps projects in less than three months. I mean, that's unheard of, right? In, in a large IT team, in a large organization. Uh, how did you scale so quickly? Since we have a... Um, Cloud, really aggressive cloud strategy. So all of H&M Group is moving to the cloud. So we're getting rid of our data centers. We had um, another tooling for yeah for our developers that were sort of it was firstly it was on prem and it was sort of stitched and glued together and hard to actually automate um, in the way to set up. Um, pipeline, create a project and get that developer environment up and running. So with the integrated experience that we got from Azure DevOps, when we evaluated what's out there on the market, we, we landed on Azure DevOps and um, it was so easy to get going and also migrating people. Um, and we started also going out. So we have an adoption team that also went into the projects and help them sort of migrate their code and st get them going, uh, set up that first pipeline. And actually, so training and uh, working with the teams. Fast forward, right? So fast forward to today, 
what's next for your uh, Azure initiatives? Uh, what are some of the uh, immediate projects or opportunities uh, y'all are working on? So, uh, of course, there are a lot uh, within uh, AI and advanced analytics. Um, so we're doing a lot in that space with the real sort of business cases. And we're also focusing a lot more on governance when it comes to uh, Azure. Both at the infrastructure and application level governance, right? Yeah, exactly. So working a lot with, yeah, policies, tagging, cost, and uh, yeah. And you talk about costs. How do you report up to leadership in terms of, you know, you talk about the value, right? Certainly there's no question cloud brings a lot of value to business. What are some of the metrics you report up to to demonstrate that you're getting value from this technology? There's a lot of yeah, different KPIs that we have to try to measure uh, value, but it comes down to your business case and, and the proposed value out of that and what you actually spend. Um, and one thing that's that I can mention as well is if we look at sort of the agile way of working and DevOps, so we distribute the the cost or the development team owns their own budget and are responsible for the costs in cloud uh, as well as for their whole infrastructure. So we're decentralizing both the sort of cost aspects so they're owning their own resources and they're managing them. Um, so with us comes, of course, um, more focus to write the applications more cost efficient but also, if it's within your budget, you can grow, you can try your services and develop the application or service further. Boy, this, this has been a, a phenomenal conversation. But before we wrap up, uh, Jacob, looking back on your journey at H&M, when do you think the shift finally happened and any tips or, or recommendation you can share with our listeners today uh, to be successful in this shift? I think one important point is actually to create that community and getting all the employees and the competences with you. That's really important. Don't leave anything, anyone behind. So take all the competences that you have within the company and get them into the community and start sharing that knowledge. Uh, try to centralize the information, create a, some sort of portal or um, yeah, tech uh, documentation with guidelines and documentation and those yeah kind of things so that you have that centrally so it's easy for everyone to find it and um, so that's one key to yeah making the shifts happen and in the back background of that not all the people see is work with automation as much as possible to get everything as sort of easy to use and self-service capabilities uh, so that experience spinning up a new project or uh, Azure subscription, so it's, that it's seamless. Awesome, awesome. Well, Jacob, thank you again for taking us through your journey. And I'd like to thank all of you for listening. This episode of Shift Happens. If you've enjoyed this conversation, we would appreciate if you subscribe. Until the next time, thanks, everyone. Shift Happens Podcast is a production of AbPoint, Inc.
produced and edited by the AppPoint brand team. Stay up to date on the latest trends in digital workplace transformation by visiting AppPoint.com.